focus in rugby in North Wales this week with a new man in charge. Welcome to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Yes, we'll chat at length to the new general manager of the North Wales Development Region, Alan Pritchard. He's got a pretty perfect CV for the role of former Abigail back rower played a key role in establishing RGC as a volunteer director of the side, then a key partner as Conway Council Senior Events Officer, before moving to Motorsports UK, looking after the customer experience for the Wales Rally GB and British Rally Championship. We started by finding out a bit more about his rugby background. When I was younger, I actually played at Colwyn Bay as a young junior, around the under-10s level. I played there for a couple of years. Back in the good old days where we used to play for the under-10s and then the under-12s didn't have enough players, so then you'd go and play for them and your shirts would be about three sizes too big for you and they were good days and I enjoyed it there. But then I used to play a lot of sport, so I used to play football, rugby, swimming, judo, etc., etc. And I think across sports as a whole, you, you have to start making decisions as you get older. And whereas I would have probably been a better rugby player, all my friends played football. So I took the football pathway for a number of years, but kept on getting asked to come back. And although I was playing rugby in school, we did well in school, I was still getting asked to play rugby from club rugby, whether that be at Colwyn Bay, near where I was living at the time, or when I moved to Abergali from the lads at Abergali. And then I broke my leg and dislocated my ankle playing football. So didn't do anything for a short period of time. And then I thought, do you know what, I'll go back and I'll give it a go at, at rugby. So I started playing for Abigail again when I was about 23, something like that, and and played on and off until, well, I was back playing until before COVID. They told me there was a, a young second team that they were looking to bring through and they needed a couple of experienced players. And, and when I got there, it was, it was more or less a vets team. It was good to be back on the pitch, to be honest. I said I wanted to play flanker because we had a big pack and the ball never made it out to the wings anyway. So I then my main position was flanker, either six or seven. I did play a season as a hooker. When we had no hookers, I'd basically I'd stick my head anywhere. And I think one of the things that the guys at Abigail will tell you is that I played every single position. I played scrum half, I played fly half, eight, second row, prop, you name it, I've played it. So um so yeah, I, I just enjoy playing, watching, discussing and getting involved in rugby in all ways, shapes and forms, to be honest. Having got back involved at that level, then also got involved at RGC? Yes, so I was working for Conway Council as an events officer and obviously was aware of something was happening with RGC back in the days when it was a guy called Kenton Morgan was leading on it and there was John Aby was the coach at the time. So I volunteered my services. I used to do the marketing, produce the programme. Basically, we all used to chip in with anything and everything. You know, we used to take the, the ticket money on the gate, used to go out and do the raffle. You name it, we did it basically at the time. And it, and it was a great time to be involved. It became a community interest company. I think there were five of us that were named as directors at the time. WRU got involved, which was great because it showed that we were making progress. And as they got involved, obviously, there was more to do because we were progressing. But at the same time, I had a young family at that stage. There was a lot of work. So I just took a step back and allowed that to continue. But it was a great time to be involved. You know, Clive Griffiths came in as coach and he was a real personality. You had the Canadian lads came over and added their own style and flair and an influence on the team. 
they were friendly fixtures, but they were really good friendly fixtures to be involved with. I actually scored a try against RGC. There was a Welsh fire service team that came up to play. And for whatever reason, one of the areas the fire service had had to pull out. So they were short of players. So we drafted in a couple of players to, to help with the fire service team. And I came off the bench and scored a try. That's my claim to fame. I've scored against RGC. Not scored for them, though. No, no, never never at the standard to be selected to play for them, but managed to, to score against them. I think it was very lucky at the time, but I'm, I'm, <laughs> a try is a try nonetheless. You're claiming it, definitely. Going yeah. back to those early days, especially you're, talk, you're talking about the arrangement with Canada that meant there were quite a few quality players coming through RGC. Clive Griffiths obviously coached Wales as well back in the day. There must have been a, a real feeling of belief in the potential of North Wales rugby and maybe how it had been overlooked in the past. Yeah, there was. And especially if you look at the backstory of how some of the teams, Rithin, Klangevny and others were progressing through the leagues and then were effectively stopped from continuing going any further. And I think there was quite a... There was some ill feeling, let's be honest, to that at the time. You know, it was felt that the teams in the North and the players were being stopped from progressing. So the North Wales team, as it was, that then became RGC there was a lot of discussion about the name I can tell you gave the ability for the players to showcase themselves and for the region to put its name on the map and bringing in the Canadian players just added to that at the time in terms of the standard and the quality because obviously you play with better players and better coaches and you will become better yourselves and that's what we found there were a number of good players at the time that progressed because of the standard of the coaching and the players that played around them it was a good time to be involved and it was good the feel and the pride that you felt in the, the fact that you had a regional team representing for your region. Because although, I mean, as a youngster, if you like, my team was the Scarlets. And although you, you supported the Scarlets, it wasn't the same feeling as when you was supporting your regional team from the area that you're from. So it gave that real pride and, and belief in the area of what was taking place. And you could see that it was... You know, you hope that it, you were at the start of the journey of, of something else and and hopefully you can jump back on the train as it is and, and help with that now. Even before taking on the role that you have now, you must have felt real pride. You looked at the North Wales representation in all the age grades, which went up dramatically. North Wales players coming through to you know, regional level and above. That whole development, the Colwyn Bay, the under-20s, the crowds that you're getting there, which tremendous for under-20s level. The whole development in the last 20 odd years you must have been watching that from an involvement and then a little bit more from afar and just feeling a real pride even before taking on this role oh yeah 100 percent. obviously i may have stepped away in the role but my ears always been firmly to the ground you know i've come along to a lot of the games and even if i'm not at the games i live a two-minute drive away so i can hear the games even if i'm not at the game so i know if a try has been scored and yeah so well, one of our many aims is to we'd like to see a player that we've developed through our pathway being that Welsh squad. And I think we've achieved everything else up to that point so far. And I should say that's in the men's game, in the women's game. Obviously, there have been a number of North Walians that have made it into the, the women's squad and done very well. With Rachel Taylor, if you like, being the shining example of a player that's captained a country from North Wales. She actually played in the in the junior team at Colwyn Bay when I, when I was there as a youngster. What we'd like to do is is do more of that, more of what's been done so far. And with COVID and everything else that's happened, maybe we've um, we've stuttered slightly, I would say. 
but we're going to get things back on track and we will see more players from our regional age grade teams make it back into those Wales age grade teams as well and progress into the under 20s and then we would definitely like to see some North Wales players in that Welsh team. I mean, we were nearly there with Rean at Cardiff who was very unfortunate with injury to not get a first full cap and that would have been the first player that had progressed through the pathway for us and made it. So we shall see. But and, and the other thing I should add is it's not just players as well. It's the coaching pathway. So you've seen that there's a number of coaches that have come here and used it almost as a stepping stone in terms of their progression. Now, hopefully in years to come, it won't be a stepping stone. It will be a, the end product that they will come to. But it's still great that RGC and, and the North Wales region as a whole have been able to offer that opportunity to a number of people, whether playing, coaching and whatever age, gender. I suppose the difference with the Robin McBride and George North is that they didn't go all the way through the North Wales system. They ended up going to the Scarlets, well, in both cases, in order to take that final step, if you like. Yeah, I mean, well, we were part of the Scarlets region at at that time. Of course. Um, So, you know, any players that are doing well, and, and still, to be fair, at a senior level, if players want to go down the professional pathway, then that is still the route. We are part of the WRU, and players are if they are of that standard, then it is one of the four regions that we would like to see them go to because we want to be supplying players for the Welsh team. But yeah, I mean, it's great to have guys such as Robin McBride, you know, still involved with the Lions, out there with the Lions now. George North, who says it in the name, really. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, he was very unfortunate not to be with the Lions. But again, young players aspiring to play rugby, even if they don't know the full story behind those players, they know that they have come from this region and, and made it. And actually, if you, if you look, there's other players, James King, he's a North Wales player, and there's other players that have gone through, Sean Lonsdale, Exeter, etc. So players are coming here and they are doing well and then they are managing to progress in whichever way, shape or form that may be, whether that's going across the border. James Lang, what's Harlequins and playing for Scotland. You know, there's a number of, of shining examples. And last question to you before we come back to the, the North Wales development side of it is, you, yeah. you stepped into another sport with the Wales Rally GB. How much does that give you a different perspective, having not just been seen the rugby side, that you know from another sporting angle what it's like? There's a lot of similarities, to be honest, in terms of the passion of the fans, the pride that they feel in their sport. I was the first to hold my hand up. I wasn't a motorsport fan as such before taking up that role however obviously there are people that that is their passion car will be stationary and they'll be under the car looking at under the bonnet and they will be looking at every small aspect of that and it's not something that floats my boat as such but what i'd like to see is an event or a championship put together and see that from its incubation period from starting out through to the to what it becomes and that's where I you know I get my enjoyment from is being part of that process and seeing the pleasure that it brings to other people and that's from the spectators that's from the participants that's from the officials involved seeing how that progresses throughout throughout that journey you know I was involved with events before and that's what I like to see with the events as well is how that journey progresses with the events and then the enjoyment that people gain at the end of it. And from a commercial perspective, it opened my eyes to, before I was based in Conway, 
And obviously, we started to bring in large events, which brought in more commercial operators to the area. Things like the Access All Areas concerts with, I remember the first year, we had Ollie Murs and Pixie Lot and people and 15,000 people in areas that which no one ever thought they'd see. But I made my decision to go to Wales Rally GB in the British Rally Championship because I wanted to to explore new avenues and try new things. And that certainly happened. I got the opportunity to go out and work in Kenya, to Portugal, France, Spain, Germany, to go and experience new things and be involved there, mature, basically. So hopefully I'm going to bring a lot of that experience, contacts, back to North Wales now and, and progress forwards. So describe the state of North Wales rugby coming out of COVID. From what I'm hearing on the ground, things are things are very positive. One of the things I should say is that as the general manager, I oversee not just the performance side with RGC, but the participation side with the community teams as well. And they, at the moment, are running a number of rugby camps throughout the whole of the region, you know, from Clanedlois, Dogathlai. I popped across to Bethesda to uh, one of the earth camps last week. I think there was 52 kids there. So people want to be involved, not just from a rugby perspective, but from getting outdoors, socially interacting again once more, engaging with other people. People have been able to go out and get fresh air and they've maybe been able to throw rugby balls at one other person, but they haven't been able to have that team environment. And from what I hear, again, speaking to people involved in rugby clubs, is that numbers are good. And so now that we can start getting some kind of structure back to the leagues throughout North Wales and the, and the cup competitions as they as they begin out in their, their mini round-robin formats, my understanding, again, from what I hear and, and see, is that things are in a good place. And we just want to build on the, on that and kind of go with the flow. Let's try whilst people are are wanting to get engaged in outdoor activity, you know, if they've not taken part in rugby previously, let's help them. But there's a lot of touch rugby taking place. There's inclusive rugby. I was talking the other day, we now have five age-grade ladies teams up here from one, which is there's the potential for a North Wales League at that age group for the girls. I think in answer to your question very shortly, I think it's in a, in a good place and we just need to build on that now. As you mentioned, both girls, boys, men and women, and in some ways, I suppose the women's game, you mentioned Rachel Taylor and, and the others who have yeah, done all that travel up and down over the over the years to play for Wales. In some ways, maybe the women's game is, is ahead of the men's game in North Wales, but there's a lot of areas where you're, you're looking to develop, I suppose. Yes. I think one of the key things for me as well is, we're based up here in Colwyn Bay, which is the obvious location, central to the North Wales coast and where the main population belt is, if you like. However, I'm very keen not to forget about the far reaches. You know, we are a massive region in terms of geographical area. From here, it's two and a quarter hours down to Clan Edlois. You know, I've, I've made that journey as a player many times, but I don't want players to be put off having the opportunity to progress in terms of their pathway and their chosen career or sporting excellence because of that distance. And so one of the things is looking at how we can franchise ourselves or how we can look at participation in terms of some regional hubs so that we don't lose out on those players because there are good players throughout every corner of North Wales. You know, we're a population of over one million people. And we need to grow that base, what we call the base of the pyramid. But at each level as well is keep people involved. We don't want a big drop off as we progress through. 
so yeah we're, we're looking at that and we're looking at how that can work there's lots of conversations ongoing and it may seem that not a lot's happening but hopefully it's one of those things where it's like the the old duck analogy so the duck's floating along on the surface and everything seems to just be nice and calm but beneath the, the water the legs are kicking like mad and that's what's happening here we're having conversations with numbers of people to try and, and make it a better pathway and choice opportunity for people from the north wales area so we are working hard behind the scenes so that participation side's looking promising let's just talk about rgc for a little while we all know what what happened with them under mark jones and the successes that they've had where do you put them at the moment again coming out of this very difficult period yeah well in all honesty we have lost some players there was a bit of an unknown and, and i think it's safe to say not just for rgc but across wales we have been that little step further back in terms of opening up and so some of the players took the opportunity to go and play for some of the english teams because they could play basically so we're in the process of not rebuilding i don't think that's a fair comment because we have a really good core team here of north wales players who will be the core of our team moving forwards as well but there is some recruitment to be done key positions second row hooker couple of other positions as well and so we are looking at our staff and our recruitment from a coaching perspective we are out there recruiting for a head coach so there will be a new head coach in due course that will come in as well and obviously that helps in terms of the recruitment because people want to know who the head coach is as well before they move to a club but I think in terms of what we have here already as I mentioned we have a good core base we just need to add to that. And then I think we will be strong enough to tackle the, the Welsh Premiership and see where we go from there. And long term, the ambition always is, I suppose, to become a, a region, to have that strength. What do you think it takes to get from where you are now to where the long term ambitions lie? Well, we need to be sustainable both on and off the pitch. In terms of our staffing recruitment, we are looking at uh, recruiting and for the 16s and 18s pathways as well, because... There is no point us bringing players in from far-flung corners of, of Wales and further afield and not have that core of North Wales players, more than a core. You know, in an ideal scenario, we would have 15 starting North Wales players because supporters are going to back, as we talked about with the region just being here in the first place, they're going to back those players more so than someone from elsewhere, potentially. You know, let, let's be frank about it. We are supported by the WRU because they want exposure to the 1 million people that live in North Wales and they want more players to make it stronger strength in depth for the Welsh team. And that's what we would all like to see. Moving forwards, yes, we would like to become a region. How do we go about that? That happens on the pitch, but it has to be sustainable off the pitch as well. So part of my role is engagement with partners and organisations from throughout the region and further afield who want to get involved with RGC, the North Wales Development Region, and partner with us to progress in that direction. So as we're expanding as an organisation and progressing, we're looking for partners and organisations that want to do the same and can see the journey that we're on. And hopefully we can see the journey that they're on and we can, without sounding too corny, we can make that journey together. And to be fair, I've come in, I've got my feet under the table. I do know some people from people that we've I've worked with previously. But some of the supporters in terms of the partners that have been involved with the region, who over the last couple of years, their expectations may not have been fulfilled, shall we say. They still want to be involved 
they can still see the progression and the aim and where we can get to. And they still want to support RGC. And I think that's key because they're not stepping away from the team and saying, sorry, you haven't fulfilled what was required by us. They're saying, we understand what's happened. However, we are supportive of this pathway and we will continue to support you. So that's been great to see. You could come in and expect some negativity, but that's not been the case. Everyone's been extremely supportive. And yeah, we are going to progress and continue this journey. Do you have any sort of timescale? No, in terms of a set deadline. I think, let's be honest, this year is going to be a, a difficult one um, just because there is going to be some form of cup competition. The format of yet which to see and also a revised league format. We still don't know what that's going to look like. So I think we just need to be there and thereabouts. However, moving forward to 2022 onwards, we need to be proven. If, if we want to become a region, we need to prove that we are the best or up there consistently with the top teams in the Welsh Premiership. Let's make no bones about that. From then on, the decision is then not ours. It's taken by other people. But we have to prove that the team can compete on the pitch and that we can be sustainable off the pitch on our own two feet. And working with partners, that's what I'm here to do, is to make sure that that happens as well as the success on the pitch. From the discussions that have been had so far, I think that's very achievable. You know, we already get strong crowds and we have a strong supporter base, but we're going to build on that. We're going to get larger crowds through the gates. We're going to get more people involved in supporters and members clubs. We're going to build in terms of our commercial partners. We're going to look at new ways of generating revenue. We're looking at what can be done in terms of facilities so that people have a better experience when they come to games. We are progressing and we will progress. There's no way that's not going to happen. I can feel your enthusiasm for it. And I suppose yeah. the last question is, having had the uh, worldwide role through the, uh, the rally championships, you seem to be just really enjoying being back in an area you know so well and clearly have a massive passion for. Yeah, I mean, I have these conversations with friends and things in terms of if you were to go to one sport and event, what would you know? You've got the Football World Cup, the Olympics, et cetera, et cetera. For me, it's the Lions. I've always watched the Lions since a young age. It's a bit of a shame with everything that's happening for this series, but it, it's great watching from a year out. So for me, yes, rugby is a passion. Being back at home on more of a full-time basis is much better. As I mentioned previously, living two minutes down the road is great. Already knowing many of the personalities that are involved is helpful for a starting point. But one of the things with me is I like to get to meet and, and get to know new people as well. And I think that helps. That helps me to enjoy the role that I'm in. But I think that helps the region as well. The more people we can get behind us and supporting us in any way, shape or form, that's from volunteers on the ground through to commercial partners, uh, through to players, directors, whoever it may be, then yeah. So I'm enjoying it so far and, and long may that continue. So you could really feel the passion for his new role there. Alan Pritchard, the new general manager for North Wales Rugby. Interesting times ahead. Walk down memory lane next week on the Welsh Rugby Union podcast and listen out to that. But until then, goodbye. Goodbye.